everybody. This is Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know existed, you didn't know you needed, but we're so glad you're here. And this week, we have a very special guest, one of my Liberian diaspora sisters. This dancer, this teacher, this creator, this performer, I'm just so inspired by her work. Today, I have Colleen Neme Fitzgerald. Thank you, sis, for sitting with me today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Humbled and honored by the introduction. Do you are just we're giving you the flowers today while you're still alive because you deserve it. You know, we will dance for you. (laughs) Yes. But yes, growing up in the States and then being able to connect our journeys through our Liberian connections and also our love for Spanish and Latin culture. Can you tell people just a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Yeah, I am from many places. And my mom is the first generation to come to the United States. She's Liberian, Pele. I grew up in Virginia, California, and Connecticut, so New England. And then I moved to Argentina. I was there for five years. So that was like kind of my last important like geography. And I and I really like developed as a as a practicing artist and an activist yeah I'm really like standing into my black womanhood in this place so there I was Buenos Aires Argentina for for about five years met my current partner love love is great love is good (laughs) And, and then I you know I've also spent time in Liberia but right as I was moving from about to leave Argentina spent six months in Liberia which is the longest time that I've been there dove really deep into learning about myself, my family, dance, Pele dance, culture, and have just moved back to the U.S. So that's where I am now, place and like stage of life. (laughs) Many places, many spaces, many creations. And what inspired you to build an interdisciplinary bridge as a performer, as an artist? Mm. Yeah, so I... Um, I went to Bates College in Maine and studied dance and anthropology. That's my, like, kind of formation. And after that, I moved straight to Argentina. And as a, you know, studying dance in the U.S. and also in a lot of these other countries, it's like a very Euro and white-centric idea of dance, of what contemporary dance, modern dance, you know. God forbid they learn the real history that these things all started also with Black women, Captain Denham, Pearl Primus, and other people who I would love to name. Yeah, so I guess I, I started having like these kind of identity crises of, of this field that I was in, um, of just dance or like just contemporary and modern dance, and also like wanting to connect with the people. And, and sometimes like our contemporary arts can feel like maybe irrelevant or not approachable in some of the formats and so I and I was really feeling that I was like what am what am I doing that if I were to share this with the people that I love like if I were to share this with my mom or my or my siblings or if I were to pick this up and like share it in Liberia or whatever other context like doesn't doesn't matter I, I like I found myself asking those questions so more and more it made sense to become to start to use these interdisciplinary ways of of talking and performing and being and that means like 
you know, my last solo piece, I used video, like a video recording of Angela Davis to bring her into the room and add to the, to the performance that I was doing. I used music, uh, hip hop made by my, my nephew. So yeah, I just felt like more and more as if I added these other languages, I could communicate more effectively with the people that I wanted to communicate with. And communicating with different people and being able to create this bridge, one of uh, important foundation that was happening in Argentina is Kukle. You were telling me that is a pellet word. Um, how did that form? Yeah, Kukle is my heart, gosh. So Kukle is a Afro-feminist arts collective right now. I'm here in the U.S. Two of my uh, collective members are in Buenos Aires, Argentina, and then one is in Rio, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And so we started this collective, all four of us in Argentina while we were living there. And I will like go a little bit into the origin story because it's such a magical thing, like this event that happens in Argentina annually that's called the Encuentro Nacional de Mujeres. Now it's the Encuentro Plurinacional de Mujeres, Disidencias, Trans, Transvestis, Lesbianas. So it's a much more inclusive name. But basically it's this great women's summit and it brings together like anywhere from 50,000 to 70,000 women from all over the country to have these horizontal work sessions and conversations about things that affect us. And so I go to this magical event Gosh, where was I? Like sleeping in a public school in a new city in Argentina that I had never been to with thousands of other women. And there's a, for the first time in its 25 year history, they have a space for women of African descent. And so this first historic year, you know, I go into this room full of other Black women, but also other, other women who are just interested in the conversation. And here is the members of Kukle, like before we know each other, but we all, that was our first time going to this women's summit, this historic first time, a space for Black women there. Um, and here we are. So whatever, we, we spend some time together. It's like radical as fuck. <laughs> we're like just... Uh, really, you know, energetic to be in each other's presence. Um, and then we all learn that we're all artists. We get back to Buenos Aires and we start, you know, first just meeting, meeting, vibing, talking about what it is to be a Black woman in, in Buenos Aires, which is not, not an easy thing. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we, a lot of our first encounters were not necessarily about making art together. It was about like coming together and, and, you know, not just venting, but also like coming up with strategies together. Like, how do we, how do we do this thing? Like, how do we live here? And they, and we're, we've been there for different amounts of years. Uh, two of them have parents that are from there, uh, kind of all immigrants in different senses. But um, yeah, it, it wound up being like a very empowering space. And I, and I ultimately later wound up reading some writing about like, Kambahi River Collective and I think some other groups that started in similar ways of just like a space to come together and talk with your women um, so like inspired by by the ancestors in that way um, but yeah we started um, ultimately kind of coming up with ways to make performance so I, I come from a dance background two of them come from theater 
and also there's some film. Um, so we have all of these art languages amongst us and we just started creating performance art seemed to be a good spot for all of that to combine and like community engaged art is a, is a lot of what we do. I know you mentioned being inspired by the ancestors and being guided. Who else are your biggest inspirations in your performance, in your art, in your journey? Mm. Yeah, so I've had these moments in my journey that I can kind of name women that accompanied me. So as like a couple of years ago, Angela Davis, um, and I consider ancestors to also be the ones living with us now. So Angela Davis was really there with me, like a young Angela Davis reading her words and hearing how, you know, her vision for the world. Um, Lately, I've been really into Catherine Dunham and Pearl Primus. So they're like the women kind of mom, mothers, grandmothers of modern dance in the US. Uh, black women who brought um, African diaspora dance forms to the US really. And like were the, some of the first to present this country to those types of movement. Um, so I've like been diving deep into learning about them and Pearl Primus, who's like super connected to Liberia, spent lots of time there, learned the dances, you know, had almost a similar journey as one that I just had. So it's, I don't know, for me, it's just really inspiring to see, to kind of in my journey, see these, these really powerful inspirational women that I can link arms with for a while. So it's like, I'm doing this thing right now, Angela's with me. I'm doing this thing right now, Pearl's with me. You know, it's, um, I've had that kind of experience. I definitely, I definitely love the image of just like linking arms and knowing that they're with you and able to guide you. Cause you know, we need that light to guide us. Cause sometimes it gets hard, especially, you know, being black women in our different fields, you know? And sometimes it's like, well, I feel like I'm all alone, but when you find these guides who have done it for you, you know, okay, I know it won't be easy, but I know I have a way that I can follow. I know I can be guided. I can trust this. Like mm. you said, they are with you. And, and now, once again, you have your collective. They are with you. Something that has grown from similar backgrounds. And now, once again, you guys have this image. You guys have this place you're going to expand. And also, all of us, once again, I'm not, I've never even thought about going to Argentina, but now I want to. I want to know what's yes. happening with Kukla. I want to be able to see more people um, who are just, once again, and connecting with their African roots. I think the special part of this decade, I don't know if that Encuentro was in 2015, but I'm guessing it was. Mm -hmm. When was that? Yeah. Okay. So, so I feel like in these 10 years, especially now, this is our five year like window, like you're checking, are you really doing the work, mm. you know, or not? We should get more than 10 years, United <laughs> Nations. But, but what was the start, but they're like slow rolling out, at least in Argentina. That's, that was a struggle. How has your dance reflected your time throughout your journey? I have this work with, with Kukle that's collective, right? So there we make things that are all really like horizontal, collaborative. We're making all these decisions together. Um, and then on the, side, on the other hand, I do work, do this work independently. So I didn't, I didn't necessarily clarify that. But so my independent work, dance performance making, I'm kind of always doing autobiographical stuff. Um, and it's really the work that I put out there is a reflection of, of where I'm at. And so the last performance that I mentioned was called, was titled Neme, my middle name, uh, which means surprise in Pele. And that was all about, you know, a, a 
bodily reaction, emotional, spiritual, artistic reaction in a lot of ways in living in Argentina. And like what, it, what it's like to be in a society that's so Eurocentric, white supremacy is just really embedded in it and, and what that does to you also to make you like result and rejoice about your Afro-descendancy. And so it was like in many ways a, a, a protest and a revolt and in other ways like a big celebration and a looking back at like, gosh, what did my like, what did my mom tell me? What was that recipe that she taught me? Or like, what is, what are these things that are me? Like, what is the, what is the culture? And I found myself like looking for it. So I, so I created, you know, work that reflected that. And now I'm in a place where the work I'm, the, my work in progress right now is Ancestral Body is the title that I have. And it's turning out to be like, um, you know, I had this very intense, personal journey, spending that time in Liberia, learning dance, trying really, really hard to connect with the indigenous culture and like figure out what that was and sometimes realize that I couldn't get an answer. And so that was like a, a pretty emotional thing for me of like, I'm, I'm trying to salvage and learn something that also, um, you know, people they're called might call uncivilized or they're like what you want to know about what for what <laughs> like totally agree because i've literally been there with my research and like mm. this is our tradition and because we were trying to be so americanized we almost erased it and now we're a lot mm -hmm. of people in especially monrovia in the city aren't speaking their languages aren't speaking the like, like the indigenous languages and traditions are going away and so when we try to come home and find that our family's like you want to go where to do what what who so, for what exactly. right and I'm like, shoot, like, no, we got to like this. I feel like we're at the cusp of a really important moment because there's some things that like actually might get lost. Um, and, you know, it's funny you talk about the city, but I was like in, in Banga, which is, you know, also a city, but uh, in the interior of the country and children did not speak. This is a Pele place. Children did not speak Pele. And I was oh my like, God, no. I was like, oh no, what the, like, what's, what's going on? Why is this happening? And they, um, funny little story that, you know, they, I was learning this dance with a bunch of women that were part of a church. And so we would practice every single day for hours and all the children who lived around would want to come see the white lady dance. And so it was like, <laughs> I, I was in this, um, you know, like before the school is constructed, they'll have like a, the foundation will be made and then they'll have these wood uh, like planks that are set up as walls, but there's space in between the planks. So in all of those spaces, there are eyeballs like looking in at me in this little tiny cube <laughs> um, until finally like everyone exploded. And it was like, this can't happen anymore. But one of the rules was if the kids want to be in there, if they want to be learning, they have to learn Pele. They can't. <laughs> Like, they want to watch the white lady dance. That's the rule. <laughs> exactly. Teach them. Uh, so did you grow up knowing Pella or did you learn as you grew while you were spending your time in Liberia? Oh, I mean. I wish. I'm, <laughs> this is also like one of the things. And, you know, there's a, I, I don't, I don't know it. I'm probably not 
I'm not pushing myself to learn right now, but the desire's there. I like, I really want to learn. I just gotta. But like yeah. one, what inspired you to learn Spanish? And then how did you feel with like going there and being like, okay, I, I know, I know I can learn a language, but. <laughs> so yes, that's the optimism. What you just said at the end there. I know I can learn a language and like, flu- like we speak it. I'm fluent. Um, so I, I'm, I'm inspired that I can do it again. Spanish for me, I mean, I just took it in school since preschool. Yeah, like kind of always had to learn language, which is great because it's not available in all schools in the U.S. But I always just chose Spanish and kept getting up to a level where I was like freshman, sophomore year in college, I could study abroad and go to a Spanish-speaking place. So it, it kind of was like, hey, I might as well keep going. Never in a million years did I imagine I would be fluent in Spanish. And I think definitely having a partner helps. <laughs> like, we Spanish speak Spanish definitely. in our relationship. <laughs> but it's beautiful, this process. But, you know, once again, we learn Spanish. We know English. We'll be able to get the vibe. We'll be able to get the yes. pella. We're going to go home. We're going to bring our art. And we're going to do great things. You know, we just got to put in the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you have a poem to share with us today. Yes, I do. So, um, Nikki Giovanni, who I just, there's a wonderful talk between her and Angela Davis on Girl Track, Facebook Live. You can still watch it. Um, and yeah, here's a poem of her Detroit Conference of Unity and Art. We went there to confer on the possibility of blackness and the inevitability of revolution. We talked about Black leaders and Black love. We talked about women and Black men. No doubt many important resolutions were passed as we climbed Malcolm's ladder, but the most valid of them all was that rap chose me. So this is like, you know, obviously really personal for for her, just Nikki writing about what it's like to be in something like this. but I felt so connected to what I was telling you about the Encuentro de Mujeres and like when you're in a place where you're imagining revolution and just all the things that we can do together and how, how we hold a lot of power. And when we come together, we can do so much. And so that poem just like, it brings me there energetically. Exactly. It's like, Toma, take your black pride. Let's climb this ladder. Let's do some great things. I love that, once again, that connection because we definitely make poems our own. And that is, you know, a reflection of what you're doing and where you're going and the work that has been done before you. So, yes, I love that. Shout out to Nikki Giovanni, man. Mm. Mm. Colleen, how are you on your way? I am very steadfast on my way Um, and I feel like so much clarity about where I'm going and and where ultimately I think I will end up Um, and I know I'm linking up with the people that I need to on my way and that's like I think that's all I need. I do agree with you being steadfast. I do believe you are totally aligning with the people who are going to continue to uplift you. And hopefully, like we were saying before the mic came on, get the right funds to help this collective grow and reach others to be able to tap into 
their ancestral connections and African traditions to be able to embrace their art, you know. And as we celebrate ourselves, fire to be connected with you and watch you grow and here to support you and just grateful that you were here to share a little bit of your story with us. Thank you so much, really. That's like, there's not much more we can ask for. And as you said, give the flowers while we're alive. I so feel that from this space and being invited. So yeah, sometimes we're not, you don't feel seen. And I'm like, I'm feeling very seen right now. So thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you for the words, sis. Always, always. Tell the people where can they connect with you, find your work, support your work. My website, Colleen Neme, social media handles are the same. So Instagram and Facebook, if you just look up Colleen Neme, you'll find me. There's a lot of Colleen Fitzgeralds out there, but not as many Colleen Nemes. <laughs> that's, that's me. Uh, Our Liberian then, names make us unique. Yes. <laughs> and then um, also connect with Kukle Colectivo, which is you'll find on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Support the arts and the greatness that is to come. Once again, just thank you for sharing your story with us, um, Colleen. And to everyone listening, if you're not sure where you need to go, go within and you will be guided to go forward. Just trust your process, trust your journey. Until next time, this is Ise Cosette. Y'all be blessed. (music) 